Good morning. Um, so, personally, if you were to ask my wife about one of my, my characteristics that is a big part of who I am, it's that I love uh, learning about new things, I love trying new things. And this was never more true than a few years ago when I was still in Little Rock working as a campus minister. Uh, I was with some friends. And we were watching uh, a big UFC fight. You know, it's supposed to be one of the fights of the, the decade, a big UFC fight. And while I was finding my entertainment from watching grown men brutally salt one another because I'm a bloodthirsty barbarian, uh, first off, I want you to know I'm working on it. And second, I felt rather inspired that night. And so I, I went back home to my apartment and I got on my laptop. And if you were to look at my Google search history, it would have gone something like this. It would first said, um, how do you become a UFC fighter? Um, it would, then it would said, you know, how do you get in shape to be a UFC fighter? Uh, is UFC fighting dangerous? You know, it kind of shows you one of my brighter moments. And then what is a safer alternative to UFC? And ultimately, ultimately I settled on doing uh, jujitsu. And if you don't know what it is, it's a martial art, grappling, wrestling type stuff. And... Uh, you know, I did that for a while. I even got to train with a professional UFC fighter, um, you know, who went to Harding. You can ask me about that sometime. Uh, but I made one key problem, is that when I started this new hobby, it was in week one of my college students, six-week-long Christmas break. Um, so ministry was really slow. They were all out of town. We didn't have any ministry events. I had all this free time in the world to just go and try this new hobby of mine. Uh, six weeks later, they come back, and we start our game nights and our Wednesdays and all these different things, and I'm running out of space in my schedule to, to try this new hobby. And eventually, the only time slot that worked uh, was on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 a.m. And if you've ever done anything with college students, you know if anything's at 5 a.m. Like, it's, that is a no. You know, you, that, you can't do that. And so my, my gear started collecting dust. Uh, Jiu-jitsu faded out of my life, and it was another hobby of many in my life that have come and gone because I, I didn't have the time, I didn't have the focus, I didn't have the space to pursue it. Um, I want you to think about the last time you brought a, a houseplant home. Uh, now, some of you, some of you have the rare talent of being able to keep a plant alive for more than a week. Some of you are like myself, and, you know, you bring it home, and you think this is going to be great. It's going to purify, you know, the air or something in my apartment or house. It's going to look good. I'm going to be sure to water it. And then you, like, 10 days later, you look at it, and it's, you know, it's dead. And it's just like, what happened? You know, I just got this plant. How is it already dead? Um, you know, I would forget to feed my cats if they didn't yell at me each morning. I would forget to feed Axel if he didn't scream and if Taylor didn't remind me. Uh, I've killed more houseplants, you know, I, than I can care to remember. Uh, because I don't give it the time, I don't give it the energy to just water it or, or give it the nutrition it needs. Um, when I was at Harding, uh, it was not uncommon for me to go to the coffee shop on campus and I would see someone I know, and we would spend the next several minutes catching up, you know, just how, how school, how's life, what's plans, all this. And then they would utter this phrase. One of us would say this phrase, we should get coffee sometime. And we would say, that would be great. Let's, let's circle back to this. Let's schedule a time to, to get coffee. 
And then, you know, that's the last time I've talked to them is this, this infamous thing of let's meet up sometime or that friend that I've been meaning to reach out to that's check up how they're doing that I would say I would do that in a week or two and that was back in September. Um, we have all these different things, whether it's a hobby or plant or friends, um, that we fail to make space, we fail to make time. Do I need to change mics? Am I good or change? Change mics? Okay. All right, we have all these different things that we fail to make space and time and energy for. And my fear is that we have done this with the Holy Spirit, um, is that we have failed to make time and we have failed to make space in our lives for the Holy Spirit. Um, these past several weeks, we have been talking specifically about the idea of what it means to be, feel, be filled with the Spirit. We've been uh, looking specifically at Ephesians 5. Uh, 5.18, and I would be doing my failure as a minister to not continue the, the three-week trend of showing this verse. So Ephesians 5.18, which says, uh, to not be drunk with wine, which will ruin your life, but be, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's this tension that's been highlighted that B is, you know, it's, it's, it's this passive thing. We're trying to make this active verb. And Steve highlighted last week that how we're, we're filled with these different things and we need to empty ourselves so we can move from this, this stance of legalism and anger to being more open. But what the question is, is how do we become filled with the Spirit? How do we make space for the Spirit? And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at what it looks like when we are filled with the Spirit, when we do have space for the Spirit, and then we're going to get really practical on how we create space for the Spirit in our lives. So if you want to follow along, we'll be in Galatians chapter 5, uh, verses 16 through 26. It says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your own good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, uh, selfish ambition, dissension, division, uh, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, like I have before, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passion and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become uh, conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Uh, so that, that's a lot there, but this is a passage that a lot of us are familiar with. You know, we've, we've talked for a long time, if you've grown up in the church, about the fruits of the Spirit and what it means to, to be filled 
with the Spirit and, uh, and all these different things. And one of those key things is being patient. Um, and one of the things I, I think is very important is that these fruits of the Spirit, you can't do these on your own. I don't know if you've ever tried by yourself just to be more patient. And how frustrating that is when you realize, I'm not a patient person. I need to be more patient. I'm just going to be more patient. And how futile of an effort that is. But that is something that the Spirit produces with us. So if we want to create space for the Spirit, if we want these characteristics, we want these fruits, it starts when we have to start viewing the Holy Spirit not as an idea, not as a theology, but as one of the living persons of God who, ha- who is a relationship we have to pursue. And that's where we start when we create space for the, for the Spirit. We view the Spirit not as an idea, not as a theology, but as one of the living persons of God. Uh, when I was in college, um, I got to, to, to spend, after my freshman year, a summer in Angola doing an internship. And uh, that, was, it was, that was really good for me. It was really challenging for me. And I remember one of the key things that I noticed in my time there is that the Angolans in this southwest African country were always looking for some sort of spiritual answer to anything that occurred, good or bad. They were looking for some spiritual reasoning behind it. And I remember asking the missionaries, you know, why are, you know, why are the Angolans, why do they talk about spiritual things in this way that seems so strange to me? Why are they constantly looking for a spiritual answer? And one of the missionaries, I don't remember which one, but one of the missionaries, he said to me that the Angolans are naturally open to the spiritual world. You know, they are oriented towards the spiritual. Whereas we in the West, as Americans, we are closed off to the spiritual world. We actually view the spiritual as uh, we view it as our, we mock it and we use it for our own entertainment. Um, one of my favorite authors is Stephen King. Um, you know, take that for what you, what you want. Uh, but Stephen King uh, constantly, he's using the supernatural. Um, horror movies, countless horror movies are based upon the spiritual. You know, there's some sort of spiritual thing that is creating this fear and this horror. We as Americans, we as Western Christians, are not naturally open to the spirit. We are closed off and we view the spiritual as our own source for entertainment, for mockery, and just for our own purposes. And I remember thinking about this and thinking about this idea of what does it mean to be, create space for the spirit? What, how, how do we become naturally oriented towards spirit? How do we become filled with the spirit and how do we have these our lives led so that our lives produce these fruits. Um, and that's, that's a hard thing for us. Uh, that's a hard thing as Western, as American Christians, to create space for the Spirit and to become open to the spiritual world. Um, what, we, what we're going to do today is get practical with this, because this is, this is where I'm at. Is this, is, this series has been so challenging for me, but I've I've been sitting this entire time, I'm on board, I'm on board, but how? How how can I live this life? How can I be filled with the Spirit? And we we start doing this when we view it as a living person of God, a relationship to pursue, and when we slow down our lives so that we can listen to the Spirit. Um, We are Americans, we're busy people, even despite COVID. I know some people, a lot of people at their jobs got even busier 
when COVID first happened. We are a very busy nation. Um, I was trying to, to look up some statistics and the most recent one I could find was from 2011, so a decade ago. Um, but according to this research, the United States for working is the eighth busiest country in the world. Uh, we are, in terms of hours worked by the average American, eighth busiest country in the world. That's not counting other responsibilities, that is just hours at the workplace. Um, we are a busy country. We're always moving from one thing to the other. If you think about your own daily life, you know, you go to work or you go to school, you come home, you have, uh, maybe you have kids that you have to take care of, you have all these different errands you have to run, and you just kind of finish the day just exhausted feeling like you've had very little time to do anything because you have just, your schedule is filled to the point. Or if you've been like me on your, your off days, you've been like, man, how did my, I was so busy today. And then you kind of do a, a check through your schedule and you, you know, you slept in maybe and then you, uh, you watched Netflix for, you know, two, three, four hours. And then you, you went to the store and got ice cream and then you watch a movie with your, you know, we, we're, we, we're busy or we create time to fill. We, we don't like to be bored. We don't like to have empty space. Um, and when we're talking about what it means to be filled with the spirit, we need this empty space in our lives. And so that's where we start. So we start by praying. And this is a daily prayer we need to make that spirit. We pray that I can have space in my schedule, space in my life, space in my day for you to fill. And sometimes that means we go out and create it ourselves. Other times that means the spirit is going to confront us and force us to be still, force us to have nothing to do but wrestle with his presence. Um, I think about Paul on the Damascus Road a lot when I think about this and just being confronted by the presence of God when he had no choice. Sometimes when we pray this prayer, that is what's going to happen to us. I studied abroad in, in Zambia, and um, you know, there's, it was a great semester, and I was still working on these ideas for my internship of what it means to be filled with spirit and to create space and be open to the spiritual world. And uh, on our way back... Um, we are flying, I was texting some friends because I wanted the details right. We are flying from Johannesburg, South Africa to Washington, D.C. That's a 20-hour flight um, just on the plane. You're not getting off at all. No layovers. 20 hours. You stop for refill, but the refill fuel, but you are on this same plane for 20 hours. And I remember when we got on this plane, they told us it's a full flight. There are no more open seats. And I thought, this is no big deal. I will just watch five or six movies. I can't sleep on planes, it's not my thing. So I will just watch five or six movies on this little TV monitor. 20 hours will fly by like nothing. Well, the plane starts and I go to my TV monitor and it's broken. Um, it's not working at all. And the flight attendant, his name was Joseph. I still remember his name was Joseph. He was so nice because he, he went up front. I mean, he tried everything. He, he, reset, you know, he reset the monitor two or three times, just trying to get it to work. I mean, he tried every little thing he could possible, but eventually he, I just kind of had to accept that this monitor is broken. There's no, going to be no movie watching, and that would not have been a problem because I thought, well, you know, I have other things. Well, earlier that semester, my phone kind of broke, and I lost all my music except for one Ren Collective album. And as much as I love Ren Collective, 
man, I can't do one album for 20 hours, um, was, well, I still have a book. I still have a book that I've been meaning to read. So as I started reading this book, we're an hour or two into this flight. I've got my coffee. You know, I've got my, uh, the two guys sitting next to me who are passed out and a little tipsy. And I'm just trying to keep to myself, and I'll just read my book. And we hit turbulence. And I spilled coffee all over this book and ruined it. So I have about 16 hours to go on this plane, full flight, two snoring, passed out uh, cabin mates, and I am just sitting there. I mean, I have nothing to do. I'm looking at my friends across the plane, and they've got their movie, and they're watching movies or sleeping, and it's just, I have to kill 16 hours. And eventually, you know, you start thinking about all these random things, you know, like, oh, I can't wait to see sports again, or this or that, but eventually, in this moment, I, I'd been wanting to create space for God, wanted to deepen this relationship, and I was confronted where you are forced to recognize the presence of God all around you. You are forced to listen to God and recognize who he is, and I believe that is the Spirit confronting me in my boredom, in my life, in this stillness right there. You know, I want to ask you, when's the last time that you have truly been bored and I don't mean bored because you've, you know, surfed Netflix too much and you have nothing, you know, you can't find anything or you scroll through TikTok too long and you're just wishing you had anything else, but truly bored because you had nothing to do. When I was a kid, uh, it's a, this is a core memory of mine, I remember asking my mom if I could, I was eight, if I could play, you know, the PlayStation, she said in two hours. And I sat on this little couch viewing nothing, just a wall, for two hours, just waiting, waiting patiently. And between that and this plane ride, I think those are the only two times I can say that I've been bored because I didn't have anything to do. But if we want to create space for the Spirit, we need to slow down. We need to create stillness, and we need to create these moments of boredom, free of distraction, where we can listen to the Spirit. Uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Henry Nouwen, he has this quote where he, he's talking about uh, disciplines, and he says, spiritual disciplines are means to prevent everything in your life from being filled up. It means somewhere you're not occupied, and you're certainly not preoccupied. It means to create that space in which something can happen that you hadn't planned on or counted on. If we, as a church, if we want to be filled with the Spirit, and if we want to be create, uh, if we want to create space for the Spirit, we need to be disciplined. We need to have this practice of stillness in our lives. And I know for myself that that is a very hard thing to do. I do not like, I'm not a homebody. Like, I don't like being still. I want to be doing something. And I wish I, wish I could stand up here and say I have such an easy answer for you. Just spend 10 minutes a day doing this or just spend... You know, go spend a weekend at a retreat uh, once every six months and you'll have that space created. I don't know what this is for you, but we need to have this moments and these spots created in our lives to slow down, um, to create space for the spirit. Uh, when I was talking with a friend about this, he sent me this book that is similar, and the author describes that what we need are still points, still points in our lives, these moments where they're not necessarily long, but they are free of our distractions, 
They're free of our entertainment. They're free of whatever it is drawing our attention away from the Spirit and from God. We need still points. So maybe that means on your drive home that you turn off the radio and you just listen and talk to God and try to listen and feel the presence of the Spirit. Maybe that means um, you spend a few minutes before night with the TV off and your phone down just trying to listen for the Spirit. Creating space for God doesn't have to be this big thing where you don't go talking to people for a week. It doesn't have to be this thing where you're spending four or five hours in a time in prayer because you think that you have to force this into you, but instead we create space for the Spirit when we have these natural rhythms in our daily lives where we can allow the Spirit to speak into it, when we can be still to listen for the Spirit's presence. If we want to be filled with the fruit of Spirit, if we want to be joyful, and if we want to be uh, patient, and all these other good fruits, and if we want to be a people who are led by the Spirit, we need to create space for Him. Um, We can't create space for the Spirit when we pray, God, fill my life. Amen. All right, I really want to watch this Netflix show now. We can't create space for the Spirit where it says, all right, God, fill my life. Fill me with the Spirit. Okay, I'm going to go work 120 hours this week. We can't create space for the Spirit and expect to be led by it if we're not giving the Spirit time to speak into our lives. And so that's my prayer for us as a church is that we will be filled with the Spirit, and that starts by creating space. Would you pray with me? Father, just thank you for um, today, and thank you for this, this time to, to worship you. Um, I pray that as a church, God, that we can um, be open to your Spirit and that you will fill us. But God, I pray that you help us create the space in our lives that we need to be filled with the Spirit. God, if that means that you have to... Um, do something radical and cause us to lose access to something, to have the stillness with you. God, I pray that you do it. And I pray that you just help each one of us find these moments every day to be still and to sit in the presence of your Holy Spirit. God, fill us, guide us, and lead us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed.